Okay, friends. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. I hope your holiday season was everything you hoped for and more, and I hope you were able to get some rest. But even if you didn't, we're going to talk about it today. You're listening to episode 165 of Talk with Renee Dallow. Talk about the power of sleep with Terry Crawley. Terry Crawley is a registered nurse, certified clinical sleep educator, and certified professional in healthcare quality who specializes in sleep health and wellness. A national speaker, educator, and author on sleep, Terry is the co-founder of a four-bed sleep disorders clinic and has served as a consultant to a variety of industries and organizations on the topic of sleep health. Her work in the fields of sleep medicine has included clinical research in insomnia, as well as advocating for educational initiatives such as drowsy driving prevention. How many of you have driven home from a wedding drowsy? I know I'm raising my hand. As a frequent speaker and guest lecturer on the topic of sleep for schools, universities, sleep clinics, U.S. corporations, and employee wellness companies, Terry educates a wide variety of audiences on the critical importance of sleep to physical and psychological health, growth and development, safety, optimum functioning, productivity, peak performance, and quality of life. Y'all, this is an important episode. Not only are we going to talk about why sleep is important, Terry is going to give us tips and tricks on how to get better sleep. This is an episode that every single one of you needs. I already know you do. So go grab a sleepy time tea or some other lovely calming beverage. No coffee, please. And let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode, the first episode of 2023. It is me, your girl, Renee Dallow. I am joined by a very special guest to start this year off right. Here is Terry Crawley. Terry, how the hell are you today? <laughs> I'm doing well, Renee. Um, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Terry, I cannot tell you how excited I am about this topic because I am someone who, like my whole life, like, you know, those family stories that get told and retold and retold. It's like, oh, Renee loves sleep the most. Like, I was a child who you could not get out of bed. I always just wanted to be in bed, cozy. Like, cozy is my default setting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I hear you. But I am excited about this topic, about sleep and sleep hygiene, because my lovely wedding pros out there, I know y'all aren't sleeping. I know you're putting everyone before yourselves. And as we move back into our work year, you know, at this top of the year, I just think this is such an important topic to get in your heads straight away so that hopefully it can be different for you this year. Um, Terry, what's your what's your take on this? Like, why is sleep so important for us? Well, sleep affects and impacts every aspect of our functioning. I mean, it's incredibly important to how we feel and and how we do and how much we do and how much we achieve how we succeed and if we succeed and i think the the problem many people i've worked with is the following they look at sleep as 
a weakness. I mean, maybe not overtly, but on some level, it's ingrained that if they get the sleep they need, it's it's a, a lack of, they're not motivated or they're not ambitious. And if you want yeah. to succeed, you have to sleep less. And I'm here to say that's absolutely and fundamentally incorrect. And if you want to succeed, you have to make time for sleep because it's not the number of waking hours we have. It's the quality of those waking hours. So you're not really losing anything when you get enough sleep. And I'll go over that. What, what's enough? <laughs> Every single <laughs> yeah. night. And I think people can really achieve so much in life and have a better quality of life in almost every realm if they prioritize sleep. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think there's so many societal, especially as entrepreneurs, right? There's so many societal um, like anecdotes about about sleep or like, you know, oh, you want to write the great American novel? Just get up at 5 a.m. before your family's up. Just do it then. Or you know, sometimes people say to me, I, I have a lot of, you know, irons in the fire. I have a wedding planning business. I've got this podcast. I have an education brand. I'm a public speaker. Like when I'm interviewed places, the first thing they usually say to me is, oh my God, do you sleep? And I'm like, yeah, I sleep a lot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But there's this idea that you can, it's either one or the other. Right. It's something to be sacrificed if you want to be successful, if you want to achieve and, and, do more, do it better. And, and it's just the wrong thinking. But but unfortunately, people have bought into that for so long. And those are the people that don't make it. They don't get to where they're going. And it's usually not what they think it is. I mean, it's usually a lack of oh, sleep. I, I mean, it's so hard to tell people that when you're well Take rested, you do more and you do it better than when you're sleep deprived. It's It's just sort of a hard thing. It's a hard sell for me yeah. to, to get that through a, a person's head, because I, I know people say I, I need more waking hours, but it, it's just not the case. And I think we have to equate sufficient sleep with, um, you know, just a generally improved quality of life. Right. Because when I don't get enough sleep, I am not the nicest person to be around. Right. <laughs> that's putting it mildly if my husband's listening he's like fully rolling his eyes you know what what do you think about this um this idea that some people just need less sleep than others because i'll tell you i grew up with a mother who who still prides herself on i only need four hours of sleep a night i disagree with her i think that she would benefit from way more sleep but she's just someone who habitually doesn't get enough sleep right and it it's a there's a fine line here here's how that plays out. There are short sleepers amongst us, um, but they actually um, constitute less than 1% of the population. I, I think there are a lot of people that I call short sleeper wannabes. They either think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they think they're doing okay. They think they don't need a lot of sleep. Or I've had people, I've had a, a young new mother say, no, Terry, I've learned to, you know, I power through sleep deprivation and I've adapted to getting less sleep. You know, we're talking four or five hours a night. And I say, no, you, you haven't. Because, you know, two sentences later, she's telling me about relationship problems and she's telling me about this and that going on, health problems. I mean, just, it, you're yeah. not, it, 
you can't get by with it. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna come around um, the effects of sleep deprivation, and those are many, and it goes so far beyond just feeling sleepy. And I think that's another common sort of misconception. I don't get enough sleep, or I only need four or five hours. Um, but I don't feel sleepy per se. Now you can kind right. of adapt to that, you know, where you can go through the day and say, I don't feel sleepy. But if you look closely at a person that's kind of adapting to feeling sleepy all the time, they've really lost their point of reference and they yeah. have forgotten. <laughs> yes. I mean, they have totally forgotten what it's like to wake up refreshed, energized, alert, and they don't need 10 cups of coffee to get them through the day. They don't fall asleep um, at, at weird times during the day. I mean, there are a lot of people who are really fooling themselves. And, you know, what I say is get your point of reference back and you've definitely Mm -hmm. forgotten what it feels like to be well rested. And another tricky thing is our prefrontal cortex is, is very sensitive to a lack of sleep. And we really tend to not get it when we're sleep deprived and sort of well, not sort of performing poorly, we're the last yeah. people to see it. We don't have any oh, yeah. insight into our own performance decrements. So we think we're doing okay, but we're actually not. And it's hard for us to see. I mean, I'm more likely to see if I've had too much to drink than I am if I'm sleep deprived and suffering the ill effects. I mean, uh, pers- oh, yeah, yeah you're, you're more likely, you know, you can stumble or... Well- Drop we something. don't make the connection. Yeah. We're just like, oh, every, everything feels off. I wonder why. It's like, because you slept three hours last night, idiot. Like, we don't make the <laughs> connection because a lot of people just don't even know how much sleep they're getting or not getting. Like, they don't have the data. Yeah. And and it's, I think- It's anecdotal. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think sleep trackers are fabulous. Um, we track our calories, our steps. I mean, gosh, let's just- keep a track, keep track of our sleep. It's so important. And it can be so life-changing to a person who's not getting that sleep every, every night, you know, and again, sort of lack of insight, or I, I forgot what it's like, or I attribute either aches and pains or communication problems or problems focusing, I mean, health problems, whatever they'll say, Oh, it's because I'm a certain age. I'm getting older. Yes. And they're not looking at it in terms of sleep because we've disregarded and disrespected sleep so long, you know, in our society and as a culture that we just don't get it uh, figuratively or, or literally. So I just caution people to kind of take a step back. And we've done some, you know, 30 day sleep challenges with people that really say it's been fairly life changing to go back to getting sufficient sleep. And then, and, and to and to sort of achieve your goals. I mean, if you know this podcast at the beginning of the new year, look at our our res our New Year's resolution. So many people, you know, want to address diet and exercise, and and fail to keep those resolutions up after you know a, a month or two in the new year, and still can't meet those goals. And I say, it put sleep first because it it actually sounds easy, and it is easy. You just make time for it. And I always say sleep will do the rest. So you got it's true. <laughs> it's true though. It's true. One of the best things I did for myself last yeah. year is I bought myself the aura ring, the O-U-R-A ring. Yeah. It is a it's a ring I wear on my hand. If you've seen me in person this year, you've seen it. It's this thick gold band and it tracks my sleep. And what's funny is when I was telling my dad about it, he's like, you don't need that. You're a champion sleeper, which is like, again, this family story, right? Right. But as I, as I go into, I'm in perimenopause right now. 
I was really noticing that I wasn't able to fall asleep as well as I used to. Mm -hmm. I was not staying asleep throughout the night. I'd wake up all the time with, um, honestly, with hot flashes, my husband snores. We used to have two dogs that slept on our bed. Like there was just a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. And when I heard about the aura ring, I said, you know, the truth is I don't know how little sleep I'm getting or how much sleep I'm getting. And when I first put this thing on, Terry, I, I, I was getting maybe five hours of sleep when you added in all the interruptions, you know, right. five hours. And, and the aura ring also tells you like, if you're in light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. And when I started really looking at it, I was like, oh, this is a problem. Like, yep. this is why I feel so tired all the time. This is why I'm cranky. This is why I can't, I cannot focus for exactly. more than 20 minutes when I sit down at the computer. So exactly. I just made it a goal of mine this year to just wear the, wear the darn thing and look at the data. And I'm telling you, it makes all the difference because now if I wake up at, I don't know, 7 a.m., mm -hmm. but I look at my at my tracking and I'm like, oh, God, I really didn't sleep well. I'll put myself back to sleep. <laughs> sure. Oh, no. See, you I know? think that's that's just fabulous because most adults need seven to nine hours every single night. I mean, and on a yeah. consistent basis. Um, yeah. I was just talking to someone earlier about sleep debt. You know, so many people especially entrepreneurs, business yeah. owners. And I, I get it. It's a 24 seven endeavor, but, but like, is that you, real? Can you make up your sleep if you, if you are in a sleep debt? Well, you can, and you should, but, but okay. here's where the research is, is a little alarming because yeah, get more sleep. If you've lost some sleep during the week, definitely make up for it, get some naps and sleep longer on the weekend, but we're not sure if we can undo that damage that's done. Right. Okay. And there's a lot yeah. of damage and, and probably we don't know about it. I mean, sleep is relatively new, you know, specialty in medicine. Um, and, and there's a lot we're learning. It's exciting because this new research is coming out all the time. But while I, while I say it's exciting, it's also a little frightening because right. I, we just learn every day how much of uh, you know, is affected by, by sleep deprivation and impacted, and it's not yeah. good. I mean, we're talking certain cancers. We're talking dementia, yeah. Alzheimer's, you know, kidney disease, osteoporosis. I mean, this, you know, we're talking on a cellular level, some damage mm -hmm. being done. And so we don't know if that makeup sleep can undo it. So yeah, yeah, go ahead, make up some sleep. And that's why I love that you're tracking your sleep on your on your ring. But try not, you know, when you see that sleep debt, try to get on top of it as soon as yeah. possible, whether it's going to bed earlier, taking some naps, you know, taking a nap during the day, you know, don't make it an excessively long one if, if you can help it. But, you know, a 30 minute nap can help um, undo some of that debt and just going to, to bed earlier and really just trying to not do that yo-yo sleeping routine where you say, yes. you know, you see, okay, Saturday and Sunday, I'll make it all up because that's right, where we right. just don't know about undoing that, that damage. That damage. And you know, what's interesting for me too, with this data that I now have, because now I have a year, I have a year of data. Uh -huh. um, I can always, if I have a glass of wine, mm -hmm. I don't sleep as well. Oh, I'm, I'm awake. Yep right? My temperature spikes. Like I see the data and I'm like, okay. So I know if there's like a wine night with the girls that like, mm -hmm. I'm probably going to not schedule something the next morning so that I can sort of just stay in bed a little bit longer. Yep. Because I know I'm going to have to make up for something. It's going to, my actions are going to affect me in some way. <laughs> like right. I know. Right. So I may as well prepare for it. You know, um, every year 
we go to wedding MBA. I'm a speaker at that conference. We have a party. We have, you know, I normally speak two or three times. I have my whole team there. We have a booth. We have an implementation day that we co-facilitate. It's a massive week. Right. I already know every week. I mean, every year rather, I know that week I'm not going to be sleeping as much as I, I normally am. I'm all amped up with anticipation. You know, I'm stressed Mm -hmm. in a good way, but still, um, it's still adrenaline, right? Sure. I already know that that weekend when I come home is like good for nothing. Like I better just plan nothing, schedule nothing. I'm going to be like in a hibernation period. But the interesting thing and the thing I want to talk to you about is like there tends to, I feel like there is this cycle about like the more stressed you are, the harder it is to sleep, but that's when you need the most sleep. So like, how do you do that? (laughs) How does that work? Yeah, that's an interesting bi-directional relationship. And you just said it perfectly. Um, Yeah. And we definitely can't handle stress very well when we're sleep deprived. You know, this is a great uh, quote. I don't know who who said this, but someone said sufficient sleep is Kevlar for the mind. I mean, mean, that's a good one. It really, it, it, it gives people resilience. Um, and, and just the ability to handle stress better. So it, it's a catch 22. Um, so if, but there are little things to do, like, uh, you know, your, your example of business travel, don't start your trip off sleep deprived. I talked to a lot of business travelers who, you know, wait and pack at the last minute and then they're up all night, making sure everything's ironed and, and packed. And, <laughs> Guilty and, as charged, Terry. Yes, Guilty as charged exactly. right here. <laughs> And so I, I just preach to, to the choir now. I say, look, just start packing before get, you know, do it like work on that packing that, you know, the week before. So it's completely done. Don't start in a sleep deprived state for sure. And I always say, pack your tennis shoes, even a 10 minute walk during the day can help improve your sleep quality at night and that improves sleep quality at night. You're going to sleep better and handle stress better. I mean, you got to do little things to, to, to do it. And, and along those lines, a lot of entrepreneurs, it's interesting. It depends if you have young kids or old kids, it depends on your schedule. But some people I've found a lot of women I've worked with specifically, if they can't make it to the gym at five or 6am, then they just throw their hands up on exercise and I, I am just adamant to tell people, even if it's, you know, not an hour or two, but even if it's a 20 minute walk in the daytime mm-hmm. or in the evening, I mean, try evening exercise. I think for far too long, people have been saying, oh gosh, don't do anything in the evening. That'll disrupt your sleep. Oh my gosh. No. I mean, I, I, I'm a, evening person that attends the local gym. I I love to work out at night and I sleep fine. I mean, find Mm -hmm. your sweet spot, but even like I said, if it's a 10 minute walk, get that in. And that helps kind of with the stress and that good sleep. I agree with you, Terry. I have found that there is no difference to my sleep or no adverse effect on my sleep when I work out at night. So Mm -hmm. I have the Peloton. And what's interesting is like, Last year over the fall, so like basically from October through early December, I sort of fell off my Peloton riding. I used to do like between 30 and 45 minutes several times a week, and I was really dedicated to it. And then I just, a lot of things happened. I was traveling for business. I I went to Fiji, which was amazing, but it really disrupted my body clock. Yeah. And I just sort of stopped because I said to myself, well, if you can't do 45 minutes, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Which is very damaging as a mindset to get into because Mm -hmm. like you said it was like well i threw my hands up like well now what am i going to do 
-hmm. in December, I started just doing like, okay, just do 15 minutes, just get on the bike for 15 minutes, just do something. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I can't do it until 6 p.m. when I'm done with work or even later, 7 p.m. And I did not find any adverse effect on exercise. I do find a slightly adverse effect on my sleep when I eat too late. Yeah. That is not about the exercise. That is about my body still trying to digest while Mm -hmm. I'm trying to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like people need to make their own choice on that. I feel like a lot of reporting and media about what's good for us, what's bad for us, you know, it changes every year anyway. So just do your own research on yourself and figure out what's best for you. And I I can't stand these sort of, you know, if you don't follow this strict rule that has nothing to do with real life scenarios, you know, you're going to fail. So just give up now. I mean, just, you know, it's baby steps and it's just, and, and I tell people, you know, if you start with sleep, cause you know, look at not just our stamina and our energy level, but think of what's affected in, in a positive way. We're more motivated. We're more optimistic. We are more, um, just able to problem solve, make good decisions. We're more focused. So we'll get, when we're well rested, we get more done. We do it better in a short amount, shorter amount of time. So we actually will have more free time and make better decisions about how we spend it. I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, and I I tell people, put put away your electronics, um, say an hour or half hour, at least before you go to, you know, before bedtime. But I get it. The real world pops in and sometimes we have no. to, I mean, I have to do it. I've got to check. That's hard for me. We've got to That's check. Hard. Our mail. It is hard for me. Yeah. But what I do is I work around it. I try not to, and I do put it out of sight, but if I have to do it, I put on those amber glasses that block the blue, the blue mm-hmm. light, which will um, at least help with melatonin production. So there are things I can do. And, and I, I'm, you know, I know when to turn off my notifications. I'm a little, you know, like I'm protective of my sleep. I'm protected of my work-life balance, which, and I also know that I have to be realistic about me time. I've been talking a lot lately about everyone needs some me time and, you know, working hard all through the week and sometimes on the weekends, you know, where, where do I come in? You know, <laughs> should, yeah. I, should I binge watch this episode of whatever? And I, I tell you, I, I really, that's where I get kind of ugly about, I look at sleep as me time. You know, I, yeah. I just, I, I really think that again, you'll, you'll have in an odd way, you're going to have more free time. And I think you'll even have sort of make better decisions, which will give you more downtime or more time with friends or socializing if you make sleep a high priority. So don't carve into sleep time if if you need that me time or, or something. Figure something else out. I mean, I, I really look at scheduling your 24 hours. Definitely put that seven to nine hours, carve that out and think of things you can delegate that um yes that will protect your sleep time because i think you'll find a big change by doing so and also i think like normalizing the conversation with the people around you and your friends mm-hmm. um in fact this is funny we, so um a few weeks ago we had a wine night with my some wedding planner friends of mine at one of my friends homes and she wrote an email to us saying look i know the sun is setting earlier I know we normally meet at six. You guys want to meet at five so we can all be in bed by 10. And everyone was like, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. What and I thought that was such a cool email, right? Because yeah. she's like, we understand that like we're all a little bit off with the time and it's dark early. Yeah. But also she's not someone who typically goes to bed early. But I, 
she understands that like in that group we all tend to try at least try to go yeah. to bed early and i was like oh margo what a great yes thank you we will come over early like it was so fun to be like yes we all want to sleep fantastic well it's interesting i had a a sleep well, it's ironic too. Um, a sleep function and it, <laughs> the start time for people to gather was just something ridiculous, like 7.30 in the morning. There's <laughs> 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 some emails back and forth saying, uh, no can do. I mean, you know, it's like, no, 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 don't, you know, let's, let's just rearrange a few things because people have been, you know, flying in from out of town and let, let's respect. And certainly <laughs> when we're learning about sleep and in the under the umbrella of sleep medicine let's make sure we we protect it so i think i love that yeah let's just be real and say hey let's all kind of can we refigure this out uh restructure something to allow for sufficient sleep it's it's been a huge issue with school start times now i know um i i don't know maybe 20 30 years ago high school started going to a real early start time for all the bus routes and stuff. And now we're realizing it's really negatively impacting teenagers. Um, So they're trying to get back to healthy start times. So, you know, it's really, it's just so interesting. Every single stage of our lives, um, sleep affects us. So we have to do what we can to make the most of our, our waking hours and and protect that, that uh, sleep time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm remembering now my own high school experience, which was many, many, it was the nineties. Uh, I think I have a memory that my homeroom started at 7.45. Yeah, yeah. Which which is, I am not a morning person. So that was absolutely bananas for me. I was like a zombie until about 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. My my high school started at 7.20. And yeah. uh, I think I was a zombie and well yeah. until lunchtime, which is really yeah. a shame. And, and then you think of all the things that sleep deprivation is associated with. Anxiety, depression, substance abuse poor judgment, risk-taking, uh, injuries and accidents, drowsy driving is a very serious problem. But think of yes. all of those things on top of the angst of adolescence. Oh, think, right. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare. Mean, Nightmare. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I think adults can certainly uh, learn from some of these lessons that, you know, the, as the conversation starts and we all look at are within ourselves and how we can feel mm-hmm. better and do better and be better to other people yeah. with, with plenty of sleep and look at all of our family members, um, our community. I always say make sufficient sleep, a personal, a family, a classroom and a workplace value. Oh, I love that. What do you think about, this is something I saw on Instagram, uh, maybe like as the pandemic started, I mean, whatever, I don't, I think we're still in a pandemic, but like, whatever, people started opening back up again, right? Right. And I kept seeing this, um, this language on Instagram and even TikTok that was like, oh, parents have this like F you to sleep time for themselves, right? They stay up way Mm -hmm. past what they should because it's like their own, that's their own personal time after the kids have gone to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I mean, I don't have kids, right? So I remember reading it thinking like, yeah, I bet that is a thing, right? Where parents are like, let me just force myself to stay up Mm -hmm. so that I have my own time. How do you sort of, I don't know, coach against that if, if you, if you do believe that they should be, you know, going to bed earlier? I mean, you know, I kind of look at that as we've got a responsibility God, I, I mean, just the fact, knowing that parents, have you ever read, for, I think the guy in Florida does some research uh, at the University of Florida or 
kids being left in a car seat in the car and the mother forgets about it. Um, yes. Just, I mean, horrific, horrific. horrific. Things. You yes. think about dry, drowsy driving accidents. You think about um, domestic abuse, uh, any kind like family dysfunction. I See, sleep really affects so much of our emotions, the way we communicate, just irritability. We're less set. Yes. We're actually, there have been studies about being less ethical when you're sleep deprived. So you're more dangerous. You're less ethical. You don't communicate well. You're more irritable. You're, I mean, look at all this perfect storm kind of stuff that can occur. And as parents, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not dismissing the need for me. To, and it's kind of back to that me time thing. Um, yeah. You'll have time for that later, but we, I mean, we really have the responsibility to be the best caregivers. Is it, is it, just as irresponsible to drive drowsy as it is to drive drunk, you betcha. I mean, you can go down a lot of rabbit holes and, and talk about quality yeah. of life. So I'm back to saying we really need to weigh it in a serious mode because, oh my God, I listened to a radio show once and people were calling in with crazy things. It was sort of under the, you know, very lighthearted, whimsical, lit, crazy things I've done when sleep deprived. And every, yeah. you know, people were laughing, but some of the... <laughs> Some of the things were like, oh, I drove the company truck through the storefront window and, you know, just, oh my God. Yeah. But really, really, and then health problems. So, so there's some very, very serious and, you know, consequences from a a lack of sleep, whether it's an acute, you know, short-term or or long-term chronic situation that really affects not only you, but everyone around you. And so- I don't know. You got to really be careful. Just, you know. I yeah, no, I agree. I also feel like, you know, for me, I mean, I know I don't have children and everyone who listens to the show knows, but like for me, I when I find myself cuz I do it to myself too. My husband goes to bed earlier than me. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like stubbornly like finishing a, an episode I want to watch or reading a book and like I'm so stubborn about like I am tired. Go mm-hmm. to bed. I always I have to ask myself in those moments like is this fulfilling to me or am I numbing out? And right. if I'm numbing out, just go to bed. Right. What is like, just put yourself in bed. Numbing out watching White Lotus for the fourth time. Not that I've watched it that many times, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Watching Shit's Creek for the 900th time right. is not giving me anything that sleep wouldn't also give me. Go to bed. <laughs> exactly. And, and there really is no substitute for sleep. And I think, again, I think there are a lot of tired people out there that don't realize how poorly they're performing and how much better their lives can be in so many different realms if they start getting sleep. And I think we do make better decisions when we're well-rested. So I think some of that is just poor decision-making and poor judgment. And a lack of- like status quo, right? Of like, this is what we do every night. We watch TV until we fall asleep on the couch. And it's like, okay, but that's a choice. You don't have to make that choice, you know, just because you've been making it, you can always make a new choice. Yeah. And, but years ago, we made this similar kind of choices about smoking. We didn't realize oh, right. how dangerous <laughs> it was. Good yeah. God. I, I remember my father lighting up after in the restaurant after we had dinner. I mean, it's just shocking now to think of, you yeah. know, someone blowing smoke. I remember as a kid being on smoky airplanes. Yeah. Remember that um, ridiculous bullshit that we did? Um, I know, but look at, <laughs> I, I, I think there's some common, uh, denominators there. I think 
you know, sleep deprivation is sort of where smoking in public was a long time ago. We like, we just, yeah, we didn't get it. We weren't really. Well, it used to be glamorous, right? It's like very glamorous to be like, oh, so you can sleep when you're dead. It's like, right. okay, gross, horrible. Exactly. Horrible. Exactly. And, and then, yeah. And then when you look at somebody that's sleep deprived, I mean, they're the ones just always battling, you know, a lot of. Oh, health problems, self-esteem problems, weight problems. This whole obesity epidemic runs parallel to sleep deprivation, I think. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Right. Because earlier you had said, like, when people make resolutions, it's typically about health and wellness and like losing weight or doing more exercise. And, you know, I've been working for a couple of years now with a with a life coach who specializes in weight loss, Corinne Crabtree. You guys know I love her. I'm going to link to her in the show notes as well. But one of Corinne's like core tenants of weight loss is sleep she's Mm -hmm. like you cannot be running around trying to cut your calories exercise do all these things and also not sleeping like your body needs to do that replenishing work of good of good solid sleep and she was the one who turned me on to the aura ring to be like if you don't know your stats you need to go get this and perfect perfect so if like if you're listening you're like yeah that's all well and good but what i really want to do is lose 20 pounds then you must sleep like there's no way around it you know oh and people don't realize how much easier dieting will be. I mean, you lose your cravings. I mean, look at sleep deprived people crave fat and sugar. They don't metabolize food the way well-rested people do. I mean, sleep just does so much good. I mean, I can't, I I just can't even, I can't overstate it. And, and, you know, as a registered nurse, I get emails like, you know, I'm doing, I can't, no matter what I do, no matter what I do, I can't budge from this, you know, weight that I'm at now. And, you know, always my question, duh, are you getting enough sleep? And LOL, who has time for that? And (laughs) if you don't make time for that, you're not going to lose it. I mean, I mean, to me, it's just so simple. You know, once you see it in action, like once you become a person that is well rested and you, uh and you have a handle on sleep, you're like, well, duh, it's the easiest thing. Yeah. But if you're on the other side of it and you're like, well, I couldn't possibly get more than four hours of sleep. This must feel like this huge mountain to climb. And I'll tell you, even after a year of like knowing my data, tracking my sleep, I'm really only at sometimes a solid seven, you know, Mm -hmm. it's really rare that I get to eight and I, I would love to get to eight. Like that's the goal. Like I want eight hours of sleep. It's just my body. I just need to like do more work about it. And so what I want to say, what I want to ask you now, rather not say, but ask is like, what are some tips on how to improve your sleeping habits? I know earlier you mentioned melatonin. Do you recommend that? Is it necessary? Do we need it? Should we all be taking melatonin? Like, I mean, I I would prefer people do things to get their melatonin, you know, being produced at night, like a natural approach to falling and staying asleep, which is, you know, get rid of the electronics. And and obviously that's easier said than done. I get that. I mean, I kind of weaned myself off of things. I like to listen to podcasts and that way I don't have any, you know, I just, it's an audio thing. I don't have any screen. Uh, I don't have any lights in my eyes, but I have a distraction. I, you know, to me, it's like having a nice bedtime story. And so people, often tell me, especially entrepreneurs, you know, second my head hits the pillow, my mind is racing. Okay. At the end of your workday, write out on a piece of paper, hand write a worry list or a to-do list or to worry about list. It actually makes things look and feel much more manageable when it's on paper. And um, that can help clear your mind. So when your head hits the pillow, it's not, oh my God, 
what do I need to do now? What did I forget to do? That kind of thing. I think just keeping that paper record is, is, is fabulous. I think yeah. you've really got to, one thing that made a huge uh, change in my life, I've been in sleep medicine um, as a clinician almost 30 years, but that, you know, we, we always say cool, dark and quiet sleep environment. That's sort of a no brainer. But boy, when I put up the blackout curtains, you know, I kind of didn't mm-hmm. realize how much light was coming in. Yeah. And the first night I slept in my bedroom with blackout curtains, oh my God, I felt so good when I woke up. I mean, it was, yeah, it was amazing. So either that or even a sleep mask, um, mm-hmm. I take I those when I travel. Um, yes, me too. Yep. Yep. I couldn't, I can't travel without those. And um, cause hotels are hard to control. So, um, in that white noise app, um, I just have a portable little white noise thing if I don't have my ceiling fan on. And I just like this, you know, it kind of drowns out some of the background unexpected noises. Yeah. Pay attention to the sleep environment. Um, I talked to a couple recently, they had the same mattress for 36 years. What? <laughs> I kid you not. They oh, were both no. they were both looking at each other and I said, No, really, how long have you had it? And it's like, I don't know. But yeah, well, I don't know. And they're looking at each other. And I was like, Oh God. So, you know, how new is your is your mattress comfortable? Or when you go to a hotel, do you say, Oh, this is wonderful? Or would you rather sleep on the sofa than on your mattress? I almost think you're kind of more inclined to go to bed if your room is really a haven, you know, uncluttered, make that a real sort of minimalist, serene, but just something you want to, you know, crawl into bed at night where you know that the bedding's super comfortable and the mattress just gives you that heavenly feel. And I think I'm going to insert this right here because I've run into it a lot lately. People will say, I got to have a real, real firm mattress. That's the only, you know, because I think there's sort of been a perpetual old wives tale about firmer is better. It can be, but not necessarily. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I think people sort of sleep on rock hard surfaces thinking (laughs) better for them, but they're not really. I always tell people the minute you lie down on a mattress, if you feel that instant feeling of relaxation, that's a great sign. Yes. That's why we bought our mattress. Cause we were like, Ooh, pillow top. Love it. Although we yeah. do need a new one. Cause it's coming up on 10 years now. Yeah. yeah. Eight to 10, eight to 10 is a, is a good yeah. number, but you know, we sort of overlooked this simple and obvious and everything, but that I think paying attention to the sleep environment. And I also think when you were talking about wine, you know, if moving that wine time or drink, whatever, um, your adult, if you have an adult beverage in the evening, we don't want it. This is where this is a little tricky because some people will do that right before bed, thinking yeah. it helps them fall asleep, and, and it truly it can. But it that's where it, when it metabolizes, just as you described, it really really wreaks havoc on your sleep. So mm-hmm. move that up and like move dinner time up. Like you were saying, they're really doing some interesting research on on eating um, not right you know right before bed. Um, yeah. That was one of an adjustment we had to make, right? Because my husband and I, because of work schedules, because he's a TV producer and I'm working from home like all the time. And so we used to eat dinner at like eight o'clock, but then Mm -hmm. he would go to bed around nine, nine 30 because he's on set at 5 a.m. Right. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, we have to adjust this now, especially because um, in the winter when the sun sets earlier, I was like, none of this makes sense anymore. So now we eat dinner around seven. So there's a little more space before he goes to bed. And it was just a slight adjustment. Right. But then 
but I really did because I was, you know, diving into the sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. I did a couple of things that I'd love to love to share that you didn't mention, just to put it out there, just in case this helps anyone. Um, one, I bought a weighted blanket for myself. Yeah. I think a weighted blanket really helped with my stress. And mm-hmm. also I bought the weighted blanket when I was in a period of grief, when my cousin passed away and I really wasn't sleeping. And something about the deep, you have to do your research on what weight of weighted blanket you need. It's based on your body weight. But I, for a while, that was the only way I could sleep. Now, I mean, obviously I don't travel with the weighted blanket. So now that I'm traveling back to traveling, it's fine. But the weighted blanket really helps me, uh, especially when I'm feeling kind of squirrely. We mm-hmm. bought really nice linen sheets from Brooklinen, like actual linen. They're really, Joe says they're scratchy, but I think they're lovely. <laughs> um, but it's also like a cooling thing, right? Because again, this perimenopause is now in play yeah. for me. So that is important too. My husband loves blackout curtains. So we have those in our bedroom. But then also, like I mentioned, I sleep next to someone who snores. When I mm-hmm. tell you we've tried everything, Terry, mm-hmm. he's had surgery. We, I mean, we've done all the things, but yeah. you know what works for me? Bose makes these sleep uh, earbuds that are flat and all they play is white noise. Right. I sleep them every night. I bring them on the road with me. Now I just need them to sleep. But the other nice thing is that there, you can set an alarm that only goes off in your ear. Ah. So yes, I mean, they're an investment. They're not cheap, but they Mm -hmm. are a game changer. Now, like if he's snoring, I'm not just up and annoyed. I'm asleep. (laughs) I can't (laughs) even hear him, even though he's right next to me. So those are a couple we had to do some extreme things. I mean, obviously the Bose headphones were like an investment, but I'm telling you the quality of sleep I'm getting is so much better than I used to. And I just had to put a little more effort into it. And I had to stop thinking that like, you know, good sleep was supposed to come naturally. It just, it wasn't working for me. Oh no. See, that's, there are things you can do. And I'm glad you brought those up because, um, you know, it sounds like you've done some good problem solving. One of the things I've been real had a lot of success with um and maybe saved a few relationships is the adjustable bases some lifestyle bases but they're very they've come down in price they're wonderful so you can get something say you have a king mattress but you can get something called a split king um where it's two twin xl mattresses side by side but you can get definitely get a snore head up a little bit and sometimes they can oxygenate a little bit better and it can stop the snoring. It, it's great with reflux and things that, I mean, that know, might be our next move, to be honest, that because well, I know that, I know that Joe's yeah. suffering. He's not like, oh yeah, I'm snoring and it's great. <laughs> right. Know, he no, wakes up in the morning and he's not well rested, you know? Yeah. They're fabulous. I mean, and they give you so many more sleep positions. And I think way back in the day, you'd see the advertisements and usually it was just for elderly people on them. But I think the, um, the young, young, young professionals are looking at those and saying, this is great. I can read in bed without doing the pillow thing where you've got two mm-hmm. or three pillows behind you. And then if you yep. want to, then when you go to sleep, you got to rearrange everything. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of those. And another thing I, I do recommend to people is a bedtime alarm. I think it's nice to have a little alarm at night to say, okay, it's time to turn, you know, it goes off just like your morning alarm does, but you know, it's time to get ready for bed because a lot of people um, have that bedtime procrastination going on. Understandable. But also for me, it's like, I have a whole skincare thing that has to happen. (laughs) So if I do that nighttime, like, it's like, okay, nine 30, start doing it so you can go to bed. Yes. That, that bedtime routine, it's not just for kids. 
adults really need that little, that routine. It doesn't have to be a big production, but that routine done in the same order, the same steps every night really goes a long way to help prepare your mind and, you know, transition your mind and body from awake to sleep, just like it does for children. Okay. So we've got blackout curtains, upgrade your sheets. If that's something upgrade your mattress, potentially, if it's been a while or you need the split sleeping, I said weighted blanket. Oh, we both said sleep mask, mm-hmm. nighttime routine, alarm. This is such good stuff. Like, guys, take any one of these things and just start there. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah. I mean, baby steps. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, Terry, you are a wealth. I could literally talk to you about this all day. You're like a wealth of knowledge. But <laughs> I know my my like, okay, we get it. We'll sleep. We'll sleep. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they go for more information? There's some great information at bettersleep.org. That is the Better Sleep Council. I'm one of their spokespeople, and um, they're a great uh, wealth of knowledge there. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine has great um, information under their education category for, for people of all ages and stages. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Power of Sleep. Ooh. And my website is Terry Crawley RN. And dot com, and that's t e r r y c r a l l e r n dot com. And if you see terrycrawley dot com, don't go there. I got hijacked during COVID. Um, oh no! <laughs> yeah, so it's um, kind of I don't know who's some some man has it, and he sells a lot of things. But um, don't go there. <laughs> my goodness! I love on your Instagram. It also says terrycrawl dot com is not my website. It's. <laughs> You're like, don't give him any attention. I love it. Well, wow. yeah, it's and it's. Very I'm sorry confused. that you got hacked, but it's very. It's, yeah, it's very... yeah, we're trying to unhack it, and it's been a it's been a journey. Oh, oh but man. he I'm gives so out very that. questionable advice, so I have to be real, <laughs> real careful. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That's <laughs> don't only believe the real Terry, you guys. Only believe the yeah. real Terry. We will link to every single thing that Terry mentioned in the show notes, so you don't have to hunt and peck all over the internet for it. You guys, it is so important to get good sleep. It is 2023. If you are tired, irritable, depressed, stressed, unable to lose weight, just a whole like procrastination about your sleep. You guys listen to this episode again, listen to it all the time until you start taking these baby steps. It's so important. Excellente. Yes. All right, friends, Terry, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're so welcome. What a pleasure. Let's do it again sometime. Please let's do it again. Oh, I'd love it. Okay. Friends, it's a new year. Thank you for spending your time with me. I say this, I've been saying this for two years, but I know your time is the one thing you cannot make any more of. And so I'm so grateful and happy that you spent it with us. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 